everyone. This is Casey Let Gordon. I am joined by my co-founder and best friend, the lovely Katie Louise Mullins. And the brilliant co-founders from Semaine Health, Kath and Laura Lee. Hello, ladies. Hello. Okay. So some stories are long and others are short. Today, we are going to jump right in and do a quick rewrite on UTIs, urinary tract infections, specifically dispelling the myths that come with one of the most common health conditions for women of any age. Um, we're calling this episode a rewrite on UTIs. <gasps> it's not just from having lots of sex. <laughs> and so my favorite thing in our last episode, if you haven't listened, go give it a listen. But Lar was sharing that on the Mayo Clinic's website, the number one risk factor for having a UTI, female anatomy. Mm-hmm. It's being a woman. It's being a woman. <laughs> having a female anatomy, female bits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Risky play. <laughs> right. I like that it's also listed under risk factor. Exactly. It, it wasn't like a symptom or potential. Factor. Yeah. It's literally the number one risk factor. And after that is, you know, the things that we think about, like, you know, having certain conditions or going through perimenopause and menopause. But number one is if you have female anatomy, you're more likely to have a UTI. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So today – this it, this conversation was brought to light because Semaine Health, SemaineHealth.com has a new product. We have our period support. We have our daily supplements. Tell our audience just to root us in this conversation and how the importance of UTIs came to be. Tell us what has now out in the world for our customers to get. Well, we love addressing pain points, particularly pain points that are taboo. And stigmatized by society. So why Mm. not UTIs? I feel like that's another one apart from periods, apart from having quote unquote wacky hormones. So many people experience UTIs, but it's not something we talk about because I think we feel that stigma. You know, is it because I didn't pee after sex? Is it because I'm doing something wrong down there? Like I feel I'm having too much sex. Yeah. It's like these, these weird ideas we have around UTIs where we're like, let's address it. So we have what we call our urinary tract cleanse and protect because you can use it preventatively if you know you're prone to getting UTIs or you can use it in the moment after you have sex and you know that could possibly happen, take a pill. And yeah, so it's a supplement. It's not a drink powder or anything like that. So you don't have to mix it with water and stuff. You just literally take the pill when you need it. Exactly. And it it is cranberry based. I think a lot of us do have in our minds like, oh, go drink cranberry juice if I feel like a UTI is coming. Because let's not go to the doctor. It's a little embarrassing. There's things out there. Let me just do that. And that's, I mean, that's what we did in our 20s for sure. And we would be drinking the, you know, like ocean spray, sugar. (laughs) Right, right, right. There's cranberries in there. So um, somewhere. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, somewhere there's a cranberry. And I have, and then like, I think later on I tried, I don't know if you guys ever tried the like full on cranberry juice without sweetener. Like yeah. <laughs> she's like your your throat will be raw. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's even if you water it down. Like yeah. I couldn't do but it. Your entire face puckers. Yeah. Like with yeah. one comes in hot. It's it's like too much. That's Um, actually the treatment. You're so scared to drink it again. You just stop doing anything that might remotely cause you to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So for those, I mean, I think that the majority of people listening likely have heard of, most likely experienced a urinary tract infection, a UTI, but in case they haven't, they're not familiar, let's talk about what is a UTI. So a UTI, uh, physically what's happening is some bacteria is entering your urethra and it's basically causing an infection in your bladder. The the bacteria and yeast will sort of stick to the wall of your bladder because they're they're sticky. The cells themselves are kind of sticky. So they stick to the wall of your bladder and proliferate. And that 
increases the pain that you might feel. So people often the symptoms are a burning sensation when they pee, an increased urgency. So you're peeing more, but not peeing very much. Those are the two sort of classic symptoms. Also like cloudy urine or blood in the urine, which all is indicative of an infection. Yeah. And definitely something you want to go to your doctor and and find out if those are the symptoms you're having. And I know a lot of people, it's like they first feel the burning And maybe like, okay, I'm having to pee a lot. And those are the first indications that it's cranberry time. I feel like that that's usually what people are like, okay, let's go get some cranberry. And what's funny is like, I'm making fun of it, but even scientifically, they don't quite understand why cranberry polyphenols are so great at clearing up uh, bacterial infections in your bladder, though we have some explanations for that. And it was really important for us with our product that we made sure it was a very potent cranberry because a lot of cranberry doesn't actually make it to your bladder. So if you're using slightly cheaper supplements, it's not actually helping clear out that bacterial infection in your bladder. So it's good to know that paying a little bit more for supplements does actually matter. I didn't know that in my 20s. I just bought No, I was definitely doing ocean spray and then taking like whatever cranberry supplements that were were $2. Yeah. Yeah. And hoping for the best. Yeah. And then usually going to the doctors and getting antibiotics. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and that's the downside. I mean, definitely if you've never had a UTI before, you're experiencing those symptoms, don't feel afraid or ashamed. Definitely go to the doctor. That's a great thing to do. Um, Just know there are other options out there. You don't have to directly jump into antibiotics unless you're at the point where you can get a fever. If the infection has grown enough, it's like definitely go to the doctor. Yes, you don't want it going to your kidneys. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. So UTI is very common, not a scary thing and something we definitely want to destigmatize, but always check with your doctor if you're nervous. So where does the stigma come from? You all are doing this research around the product out here. I think we all have them. For me, I always just think about having a lot of sex. Like she has a UTI and I'm like, "Mm, girl, what you been doing? (laughs) Um, You know, that might be born from my own personal experience of having said UTIs. But I'm just curious, like, where does that come from? And when did these health conditions that, you know, just having female anatomy cause become shameful, dirty, sexualized like that i i want to talk about that of where these stories started a millennia ago (laughs) i think they've just been so much about the female body is considered dirty and you might think like oh that was like two thousand years ago uh you know like that we don't do that anymore we don't it's not medieval dark ages but honestly if you think about it we still call that aisle in any drugstore the feminine hygiene aisle that's where you find cranberry products that's where you find your pads that's where you find washes and douches yeah exactly to make you quote unquote smell better and be cleaner. And all of that is ridiculous because it's not just female bodies, all bodies. We are covered in bacteria inside and out. That is, we actually have more bacterial cells than human cells in our body. At Lauren just time. told me this last night and it's still like freaking me out. <laughs> like if you took away our human cells, is the bacteria still staying in human form? I don't, I don't think that's, it's not like a Doctor Who episode, but I mean, it is really crazy though, yeah. because we talk about our microbiome. I feel like that's gotten more popular because of probiotics being something we all kind of understand. It's good for us. We want to keep our healthy bacteria. We've used too many antibiotics. We shouldn't be using antibacterial sprays everywhere, you know, minus our COVID times. But really, it is crazy. We do, we are made up inside and out, like our our skin, everything, our fingers, everything is covered in bacteria, both good and bad. We need both of these things. And yeah, our human cells are, are more advanced and bigger. So that luckily, we don't 
I don't know what bacteria <laughs> don't look, look like. Don't look like globs of bacteria. But, yeah. But still, it blows my mind that that, and that's, again, that's all bodies. And I think for some reason, historic, some reason, the patriarchy, <laughs> let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is, the patriarchy, <laughs> being ignorant of women's bodies and being scared by them. Oh, then vaginas and vulvas are dirty things. You know, they're obviously dirtier. Um, I don't, I, that it's just an insane idea to have. But I think there is that, that's where that stigma grows out of. There's something that is unsanitary about your body. In fact, you need sanitary pads and you need hygiene mm. because your body is dirty. I think that's where, I think it's where. And it ironically, from, right? like using douches and certain washes will actually make you more prone <laughs> to getting an infection. Yeah, your but. vagina is self-cleansing. It's an amazing thing. You don't have to put potpourri up there. It's not supposed to smell like that. It's it not is, supposed to smell like It's flowers. supposed to smell exactly like you. And that's, it's, I think it's crazy that we've been taught that we need to perfume that area or scrub it clean. Most gynecologists would be like, don't, just use water. If you want to use a soap, make sure it's a soap that's formulated to not mess up your pH balance in your vulva, around your vagina. Like that's super, super important. And I think that's why the stigma around UTIs exists because it's the idea that, yeah, you're having too much sex and you're not doing some sort of upkeep or cleaning mm. yourself the right way. It, and it's all the woman's fault, right? I feel like it's usually it's yeah. your fault. Something something wacky is happening with your the JJ, mm-hmm. you know? Like I think yeah. that's the stigma. So someone here listening, they – have a UTI, they've had one, they understand. We're saying like, you feel dirty, you feel weird getting care. In your mind, what's the rewrite? Like what's the in our power way of talking about, I have a UTI and how do we start talking about it in a way we talk about in one of our last episodes around vocabulary and Mm -hmm. language and modeling a different way. So give me an example of how we talk about it. Oh, I think that's great. I mean, I think part of it is normalizing it and through these conversations. But I think one thing that shifted my mind too, because I definitely like you, Casey, was like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, after sex, you're having a lot of sex, you get a lot of UTIs, like, oh, mm-hmm. and one, we shouldn't feel ashamed about consensual safe sex. That's great. It should, you should be excited. I have all these UTIs because I'm having so much sex. Yeah. And um, it's also your anatomy. Yeah, like that number one thing. It's like you cannot change your anatomy. Like like your partner's not getting them, but they're having the same amount of sex. So like your anatomy is the only variable change here. Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, we were talking about this yesterday too, just to explain like um, the male anatomy. The reason why they're less likely to get it is literally their holes are further apart, and also um, the their urethra, basically that line is a lot longer to hit their bladder. And so Mm -hmm. your body is probably going to combat any sort of bacteria that's happening before it gets to your bladder. Our bladder or uteruses are smushed up together in our bodies. And the the opening where we pee and where the opening to our vaginas are very close and also very close to our anus as well. We don't like to talk about that, but that's why That's why you wipe front to back. Wipe front to back. But even then- Every woman knows, every woman knows to pee after sex. Those aren't like, you can still get a UTI even if you're doing those things. Yeah, and I think I think destigmatizing it by saying it's totally normal because of just how our bodies are built and the fact that we're covered in bacteria, everybody is. And so, you know, if there's fingers, if there's other body parts, if there's toys that might have bacteria, anything, um 
any like rubbing around that area. It's like you're 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 moving bacteria around. So that is just like normal biology, totally, totally okay. I think it also helped me realize too um, that learning that you uh, get a frequency of UTIs as you move into perimenopause and through menopause. So as you get older, that increases because your estrogen is going down. Um, and so there's the, you'll be prone to UTIs, which is like, you know, something yeah. else to look forward to as you get older. But if you know that's going to happen, you don't have to think, oh, when I'm hitting 45 or I'm 65, like, why is this happening? What is wrong with my body? Absolutely nothing. It's or you totally can go normal. to the doctor and advocate for yourself more. And then you don't have to go through this lecture of like, are you wiping front to back? And because I hear so many women, they'll go to the doctor and they'll be like, this is, this is not it. Like, yeah. don't be condescending. Like, but yeah. you know, like so many women, we're not taught that our chances of getting UTIs as we get older increases. We just think about the 20 something year old having lots of sex, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh my God, why am I getting it now? Yeah. And of course, and then you're going to get like embarrassed by your doctor for like telling you like basic things that you've been doing for decades. The right? That have line. worked appropriately for the the several decades before. And exactly. just for some reason, you know, at this moment you forget and start wiping like a crazy person. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Like I think I think the bottom line is like normalizing the fact that we are all prone to UTIs and that um, you know, that knowing your body will change as it gets older and what to expect gives you that again, that place of empowerment where you can be like, no, this is normal or this is not my normal and I have a solution for that. Love it. I love this so much. All right, y'all, we said some stories are short, some are long. This one was short and we did the damn thing. Kath, Lar, thank you for joining Katie and me today to dispel all of the myths that come along with urinary tract infections, UTIs. I'm going to speak for myself. There is so much that I did not know. And after today's conversation, just like all of the ones we've had so far, I have a level of confidence and dare I say a little hopefulness as it relates to my body that I didn't have before. And for our listeners who are like, damn, I get UTIs. I want to try this out. Head over to SemainHealth.com. Hit up your local Target or Walgreens store to try out the new UTI products. Speaking for myself, I don't have one right now, but I am going to have a package for just in case because that's what proactive, holistic self-care looks like. All right. We are It All Media, a home for the news stories that define us and conversations women want to have. And this is the Fuck It All podcast. We will see you next time for a rewrite on women's health taboos, sex, pleasure, cycles, pelvic floor, endo, and more. Before you head out, check out our show notes to get all of this information and more. And be sure to head over to itallmedia.co slash join to stay up to date on all our stories and conversations.